Six o'clock, Mutiny Radio listeners. It's beautiful and sunny outside, and I love comedy in the sunshine. I think it's the best. I think COVID has helped us all out because we get to have comedy in the sunshine here on the corner of 21st in Florida. The pictures are going to come out great. We've been doing this since COVID for the neighbors. Socially distanced comedy on the street. Chairs are out there. Grab a chair. Move to a place you feel safe. And you are really in for a treat tonight, comedically. We have a stellar, packed lineup of amazing comedians, one of whom is all the way from Los Angeles. So be super excited for Wendy Wilkins. We have a really, really, really fantastic lineup, though, for you tonight. We are going to wait for them to show up. (laughs) I think that parking today in the mission is a little tough because of the parklet situation, remember that? I remember when I used to complain about the Ford bikes and I was like, Ford bikes? They took up uh, 90 parking spaces in the mission and now there's no parking at all, we have parklets. But hey, that's great. Um, I'm super excited to be out in the street today doing live comedy and we're gonna be back in a few minutes with hilarious people, so stay tuned to mutinyradio.fm and .sf. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, woo! And uh, we have a bunch of comedy shows here in the Mission Wednesdays at Asiento and Saturdays at Atlas Cafe. That's tomorrow, 2 o'clock in the afternoon in the beautiful sunshine on 20th and Alabama. But until then, enjoy a little bit more music. People are going to be sitting down. We're going to get started in just a bit. Thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. That's the reason.
gonna leave you now So you can go Knee jerk, knee jerk Comedy time! Comedy time here in the mission. I love the sunshine. Is comedy in the sunshine weird or are we getting used to it? Are we okay with that? Okay, good. I went, gosh, you're so young. God, these young, good looking kids, right? I have abortions older than you. I think that that's 100% true. I had my first abortion in 1995. Yeah, I know. Clap for it. Good stuff. I'm I'm down with it. I'm getting I'm getting nervous about uh, political things. I know that 
everything's fine. Biden's in, but Trump stacked that that Supreme Court, right? And I'm, I'm a little bit nervous if they're going to turn up the abortions away, right? Scary. I had a really painful period the other day. It was so bloody. I thought that I aborted the ghost of Scalia. <laughs> But nay, nay, the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. Ah, big, voluminous robes, large benches. Ah, ah, get out of there. So I did have my first abortion in 1995, and I only have one regret about that first abortion, and that's I didn't have the kid. Uh, well, because right now I could be having sex with all of his friends. 26-year-olds. Can you do the math, 1995? 26 year olds, yeah. Like 26 year olds? I like 23 year olds. Let's, get it, let's go lower, shall we? Shall we? Uh, I love watching soccer. I love watching premier soccer because finally I get to watch hot 23 year old men make goals. <laughs> It's so impressive. Never seen American men do that. It must be an English thing. I don't know. Making goals. All right. Um, I, do you feel a little warm? I'm really excited. Our first comedian, she, usually I like warm you up for a full 10 minutes and I like, you know, get it all going. But our first comedian, she has a show at Milk Bar tonight because she's all the way from Los Angeles and she's here to entertain you right now. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Wendy Wilkins. Yay! Oh my God, thank you, Pam! I just met Pam and I just met all you sexy people. Look at you, I think you're sexy. We don't know with the mask. <laughs> my theory is it's like we, uh, we, see, we see this part of everybody and then we, we gather all the people we've ever seen that have similar looks right here and then we've come up with an amalgamation of what they look like from here. And guess what, we're not as hot as we think we are. <laughs> We are way uglier than everybody thinks we are. So let's keep the mask on. Um, yeah, I haven't done this much outdoor comedy or spent this much time in parks or parking lots since I was getting finger banged on the rag in high school. So I actually enjoy it, bringing back a lot of nostalgia. You had your first abortion in 1995. I had my first lady part surgery where they took out a tumor. Yeah, because things grow in me other than babies. Lots of things, lots of things. Yeah, the first thing I had, I had a uh, tumor the size of an uncooked chicken. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was 22 centimeters. And yeah, it's the and it's called a teratoma tumor. And the theory on that tumor, it's your twin that never developed. Yeah, so creepy, right? I half expected when they opened me up to hear, ha, my name is Melanie and it's about time. <laughs> I need in and out stat. I don't know why my tumor is a bitchy 13-year-old, but I love her. Yeah, you really question your own mortality when you give birth to your own sister-daughter. Um, beca because of that tumor, I now have like a scar that runs a niche above my belly button down to my yaha. And uh, I don't mind it. It's fine. When I was married, I didn't care about it. But now that I'm, I'm divorced, and I'm also banging 25-year-olds, it's great. <laughs> hey, I'm like, if you want to fuck my old fat ass, go right ahead. I can, I'm not going to argue with you. Take a handful. Um, but uh, but I did, I, the first couple of guys, I was a little self-conscious about, you know, letting them see me naked for the first time. So, you know, whenever, you know, we hooked up, you know, <laughs> I just let him discover it, you know. 
<laughs> we're taking off our clothes at whoever's apartment and you can see it out of the corner of his eye he goes what the hell happened there <laughs> I'm not going to go into it so I just go boating accident no one asks questions with boating accident I'll tell you that right now nobody does because of yeah I've had a lot of things taken out of me and because of it I now have to wear a hormone patch that just keeps the trains running on time. <laughs> uh, and uh, the first guy I hooked up with, he's like, he saw it and he's like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, never you mind what that is. That's giving me the ability to blow you. All right? <laughs> so throw your pants off. Get it in me. That's what we're here for. Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I've been divorced about three years now and I'm, I'm loving it. It's great, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm never getting married again, let alone dating again. Never doing it. I'm just gonna bang young guys. It's great. Uh, I do know that if I do go to date, I gotta find a guy who's attracted to a woman and looks like she might own a summer camp. Uh, I just have an average American middle-class white woman look to me, you know? Like every day, even with the freaking mask, every day somebody's like, oh, man, you look familiar, we know each other. And I'm like, nah, nah, I just look like your dental assistant. <laughs> so. All I'm saying is I'm not hot. I'm not hot. I'm a little bit hot. <laughs> I'm average hot. I, this is the kind of hot I am. I'm not beginning of the night walking into a bar hot, but I'm end of the night walking out of a bar and someone needs a ride hot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not hot enough for a man to clean his room up for, you know. No, did I say that right? I'm <laughs> but I'm hot. But I'm hot enough for a man to call when his wife goes to Portland. Uh, yeah. What do you say? He'd fuck me? He'd call me? All right. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm not, I'm not uh, Saturday night pussy is what I'm saying. But I am Tuesday night after hockey practice pussy. Okay, I'll get off that. Uh, so I'm from, uh, I'm from upstate New York. Anybody else? Besides what? You guys, where are you from? Which part? The city? Oh, I'm from, uh, we're from an area called Binghamton. Yeah, yeah, you usually just drive through it. That's all you do. You don't do much else. We don't go back much, neither of us, because uh, we only spend about three days, and we're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Uh, well, we do go back. I go back for, like, weddings and funerals and, um, and reunions, and if my cousin is on trial for murder again. Uh, this is how you know you're in upstate New York. Um, uh, all the diners, they have a healthy section now. Uh, just under the healthy section, they have fried fish. <laughs> and all lettuce is iceberg lettuce. And if you're lactose intolerant, you're homosexual. 100%. Or, or actually, 2%. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. This is how you know a guy from upstate New York thinks, he, thinks you're classy. Is when he's eating you out, he turns his baseball hat backwards. <laughs> I'll look you in the eye. You're special. Yeah, you get it, you get it. I went back uh, right before the pandemic, I went back uh, and had uh, uh, did a little comedy tour and it was great, it was really fun, it was super fun. And then uh, I ended up hooking up with the first guy I ever gave a blowjob to. <laughs> That's not odd, I've been hooking up with him for the last 35 years whenever I go home. <laughs> Actually, there's like four or five guys that are home that I, you know, they, they, they never left. So I just sort of, I, it was a rotation. It was just his turn, all right, this time around. That's because I, I come from a long line of farmers, and as farmers, we don't throw anything away, you know. 
keep that. I like I put out a Facebook post. I said, "Hey, who wants to hang out?" And he he's like, "Come to the bowling alley." <laughs> That's a hot club on a Wednesday. It's league night. Are you not understanding what I'm saying? They have four for one rolling rock. They have corn dogs on tap. <laughs> so uh, well, at the end of the night, we ended up at his place. And before I go any further, I want to let you know he's a fireman. Ooh. Let me rephrase. He's a volunteer fireman. It's a very different breed of man, as we all know, right? You're lucky if they have all their teeth. Uh, and uh, here's the thing. He's the captain. And so in his home, he has a police scanner that is on. 24 7 because he is on call 24 7. so the whole time we're hooking up this thing is squawking out emergencies and right when he was eating me out i hear a 78 year old woman had fallen down some stairs and i came like gangbusters <laughs> second time a three-year-old was choking i have the weirdest fetish now please help i cannot come unless somebody's in danger the emergency alert went off the other day. My nipples got hard. There was a silver alert. I got wet. Now I can only masturbate to 911 reenactment videos on YouTube. Somebody please help me. Help me. <laughs> I have this, uh, I have this um, theory uh, that all the guys that I do hook up with, they all know each other, but they don't all know that they all hook up with me periodically. So, But I have this like fantasy that they all, like, on one Saturday a month, they all gather at the Elks Club and talk about my techniques, you know? <laughs> that thing she does with her tongue and her elbow, it's, it's insane. I know. We gotta figure that out. I can't find that at Pornhub. <laughs> so. Yeah, hooking up with young guys is uh, fun. I hooked up, the first young guy I hooked up with, I was 49 and he was 22. Yes, and it was all his idea. I mean, like, he asked me out for a drink. He bought the drink, and at the end of the drink, he goes, let's go back to your place. I'm like, that is a solid move. Are you kidding me? I got no problem with Generation Z whatsoever. <laughs> sure, sure. I, I, I could technically be his grandmother. Uh, but I'll tell you this. Kids that grew up on Internet porn, they know how to fuck. <laughs> they can't eat pussy with this shit, but they know how to fuck. <laughs> And it was fun while it lasted, but like, you know, after a while, I'm like, I had to give him up because he's 22, you know? I can't make you come three times and have you ignore me at the bar, you know? That's not how Nana rolls. <laughs> All right, here's the thing. If you're hooking up with young guys, you got to be prepared. I'm prepared. I own a pair of crotchless panties. They weren't made that way. They're just that old. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, guys. I love you. Thank you so much. My first stand up in San Fran, and I appreciate it so much, Pam. Yay. You guys are awesome. Yay. Thank you. Wendy Wilkins, everyone. Right here. Wendy Wilkins. Awesome. Hey. Yeah. All the way. I forgot to tell you we're not supposed to F swear. Oops. No, it's okay. Because we have, we have, there's kids in the neighborhood and all that stuff. I, for, I forgot to mention that. But it was okay. It was, it was perfect. You're perfect. You were amazing. Have the best set at Milk Bar. Oh, God. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. The, the no, it's all good. Milk Bar is super fun, except that they make you wear your mask while you're performing, which is so weird. Because it's, 
you have, to, you have to emote really hard. And whenever I wear my mask, I like to pull it all the way up like this. So I'm like, <laughs> but so I'm like the Mandalorian, you know? It's like, what, it, what does that comic look like? Does anybody ever get to find out? Anybody like the Star Wars? Good stuff. All right, more comedy. I love the sunshine. The sun's gonna come and be warm for everyone and it's gonna be nice. You might have to put your things up. If, if anybody wants to move chairs to other places, you can absolutely do that. If you wanna be by the tree or if you wanna be wherever you wanna be, you can move your chairs to wherever you feel safe and that is awesome. Your next comedian is a champion of many things. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. No, you're wonderful. Um, I, I did. I overheard your conversation the other day and I was like, oh my God, I'm totally agreeing with him. <laughs> Sorry. It's about, it's about vaccines and stuff. Uh, but we, I don't want to get into that. But I'm going to get into this. Your next comedian, clap your hands wildly right now for Justin Carisi. <laughs> Yay. One moment. Pam, you didn't need to apologize for that. I am the champion of conspiracy theories. Okay, good. That's why I put it on my business card. Um, Wendy was uh, right. Where'd Wendy go? She gone? Oh, hey, yeah, you were right. The older women are fun when you're young. That's, that was, I remember when I was Generation Z. That was a good time. Older women are not fun when you're old, though, because then you're just both old. And either you know what that's like or you were imagining it. And you what? It's not pretty, no. Let's just imagine that for a moment longer. Uh, what else is going on? I am also not hot. Uh, I was kind of hot like three years ago. I'm just starting the part of my life where I don't matter. Um, or at least the part of my life where I realize it. Did you know that n none of you matter and that's only an illusion? and that you're just, you're just fun for a while. That's it. That's all that you get. Uh, what else? There was another thing that Wendy said that I wanted to talk about, but I'm not smart enough to remember it. So just do my own stuff. Um, uh, I'm Justin. Hi. Hello. Hey, hi, hi Pam. <laughs> hi, Pam. Um, and I kn so I know it's that it's hard to tell if I want to kill you or me. <laughs> and... I usually, I'm, I'm growing up as a comedian. I, my, my old line for that was that I don't know either, but it's me. I'm gonna, <laughs> we all know what's happening here. I'm not hot anymore. Um, I know that like, so I am at least as mad as it looks. <laughs> That's the thing about me. Um, I, I know it's a lot, but it's just like, I tried dressing normal for a while and it's not less creepy, it's different. It's like, it's like crocodile, bad, right? Crocodile with a cardigan. What are you trying to pull? <laughs> it's just clear that I'm trying to get away with something. So I'm just leaning into it. I just, I like walking around looking like this. It lets people know what you're gonna get. Um, and so, you know, it, it makes me feel better. And so if you ever do see me walking around in like khakis and a baseball cap or something, get down. <laughs> going on Joe Biden is president are you guys happy yeah that's so no one voted for Joe Biden but he won by 20 trillion votes so everyone believes that I can get liberals to laugh at that joke that's so even you guys don't believe it no one no one thinks that actually happened um, so Joe Biden is president kind of 
sort of the president. Like, I don't know if you're watching him. He just did one of those things yesterday where they asked him a question and he just went, oh, well, you know, the thing we're going to do is, well, uh, anyway. And that was it. <laughs> and he just stopped right there. J Joe Biden is... I understand if you voted for Joe Biden. I get that because we did not not have good choices. But I do not understand if you like Joe Biden. If you like Joe Biden, you need to kill yourself. If Joe Biden is your favorite guy, I bet you pay for pornography. If Joe Biden is your kind of president, I bet you recently gave your real name to someone with a clipboard. If you voted for Joe Biden with a smile on your face, I bet that you fell for the same pyramid scheme twice. <laughs> this guy is just not, he's just not there. He's someone else's. Joe Biden being the president is like Lizzo being in charge of Weight Watchers. <laughs> like you can tell her what to say. She doesn't know what it means. You gotta watch those points, ladies. That's what's happening with Joe Biden right now. Someone else is telling him what to say, and he still can't say it, and that's, we don't know who's running the country. Good luck sleeping tonight. <laughs> that's what's going on there. Um, I've been on, I was on dating apps too much during the COVID lockdown, and they want you to answer these questions sometimes, these stupid little get-to-know-you questions, and one of them was, the, I, I don't know if you've seen this one, the whole, if you had a time machine, where would you go, what would you do if you had a time machine? And everyone has the same stupid answer. It's all, I would kill Hitler, because everyone's such a hero. And we're all very impressed, and I get it. You would kill Hitler. I would kill Kennedy. And I'll tell you why. You what? I'm, uh, hang on. <laughs> I would kill Kennedy, and I'll tell you why. Because... Just imagine this. Imagine that you're there. You're there in Dallas on that day. You're sitting on the grass with a picnic basket and a bottle of wine and some sausage or whatever they were doing. And oh boy, here comes the president. And you're about to see him in his motorcade. Everyone loves President Kennedy, right? And then I just show up dressed vaguely like this through a portal on a jetpack, right? Because if I have a time machine, I'm going to the future first. And... And I just vaporize President Kennedy's motorcade with like a Star Wars space laser. And then I just disappear back into the void from where I came. And then a couple of bullets come from somewhere. Who cares at this point? That doesn't matter anymore. What matters is that a future man came from uh, the, the void to murder the president with a space cannon. And now we have to figure out what he was doing and why they wanted him dead that bad. You understand what I'm saying? From that point on, every history book is going to be like, okay, chapter one, a bunch of things happened with spears and stuff. Chapters two through 50, a uh, spaceman vaporized President Kennedy, and then we learned about international banking. <laughs> and then we wouldn't have had the 2008 crisis. Everything would have been better. I didn't get any dates with that answer. <laughs> I tried. Um, was that that, huh? No, I was like oh, okay. Uh, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> cool. I just have anxiety about things ending. Um, I did my Myers-Briggs. Uh, you guys know the Myers-Briggs, the test that you get for your job or whatever? I still got Aries. <laughs> and I don't know how I did that, but it's just a very Aries thing to do, isn't it? It's so Aries of me. It's very stubborn. It's like I just have one answer to every question. It's really frustrating because I am an Aries and it does fit me very well even though astrology is fake. 
which I know because I was in this group, right? And I don't know how, how do I describe this group. I was in a group where basically we would meet once a month in a room and close the drapes and light candles and you put on a white robe and you kind of ch- a cult. I was in a cult. <laughs> I was in a cult for a few months and we studied astrology and it doesn't do anything, uh, but it but it does fit me very well. And uh, I might have to have a check my phone moment for the rest of that joke because I remember it being really good. <laughs> I remember it being really good. I am not practiced at comedy right now. I've been inside in bed begging God to save us from the Chinese. <laughs> Where is, okay. Where's the end of that joke? Oh yeah, okay. I remember, I remember, I remember this joke now. Um. The weird thing about Myers-Briggs is that people say that it's like astrology, right? Because it's like it's not scientific, it's not psychological, but you, you know what else is not scientific? Psychology. It's all basically the same thing. It's just an excuse to be a garbage person. Like someone will burn your house down and go, oh my god, I'm such a Scorpio. <laughs> psychology is the same thing. It's just I can't get out of bed today because I'm a depressicus. It's all the same thing. All right, so I used to write a lot of suicide jokes because of course I did. <laughs> They're not for everyone. You what? I ki- yeah, I had to, well, they killed themselves. Uh, I had to, I stopped because um, you know, they're not for everyone. Not everyone likes them. They might not be for you. Here's one. Uh, comedy doesn't pay well, but that's all right. I have a retirement plan. That's what I call shotguns. All right, some of you like that. That's cool. Not everyone, not everyone does. The first time I ever told that joke at a show, this woman came up to me after the show and she said that joke was not funny. I have a friend who tried to kill himself with a shotgun and he missed and he blew his face off and he had to live the rest of his life with no face. And I was like, wow, I would try again. <laughs> I'm Justin Carisi. Thank you for being here. Good night. Justin Carisi, everyone! Let him hear it, yay! There are chairs that you can move to a place where you feel comfortable. See these two chairs? They don't have to be there. They could be there in the sidewalk, or they could be over here by the tree, or they could be, yeah, there you go. Uh, and if you don't want to be in the sun, you can move. You can be any way you want. It's You can move around. I'm so glad you're all here. This lineup is stellar. I'm going to do a little... What happened? It's a pandemic. Oh, absolutely. I what if what's anybody have a favorite part of this pandemic th- thus far? My yeah, that's a good one, right? Yeah, my alcoholism way up. <laughs> Drinking, you know what? And it's so much better because everything's so much cheaper. Like I used to spend a hundred dollars a week at the bar, right? What was I thinking? <laughs> Tipping people for drinks? I tried to at the at the liquor store up there. I accidentally almost tipped him once. I was like, oh, thanks for the beer. And the, he's like, no, you don't you don't do that here. <laughs> oh, okay, you're not my bartender. He's he's a good guy, Tito, up at the corner store. He's a nice guy. Uh, you two married? Oh, that's nice. I used to be married. I'm divorced. Uh, in my first marriage, I got my first STD. I know, right? Sexually transmitted debt. That's what marriage is. That's all it is. 
See, she knows. She knows what it's like. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, now, now your finances are all tied up together. Yeah, clap for them. They've been married for 30-some-odd years. That's amazing. Love is, love is real. Sure. It's not just a construct. Your next comedian, she's so funny. I'm so glad she's here. And she's back. Hi, Benzo. How are you doing? It's nice to see you. I have a doggy bowl if you want one. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sierra Hager. Yay! Um, my, these are fresh microphones that I've been already disinfected, so you can grab them. Oh. Where's the thing? Uh, oh, up there. there. There you go. Sierra Hager, yay! Yay, then yay! Hello. I got divorced in COVID. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then my grandparents, who they're like parents to me, they um, they're beautiful people. Uh, they both died in my arms, one after another. Um, and that's just like kind of how I've been doing. It's uh, there are days where it's really hard to get out of bed in the morning for sure. That's not a joke, that's just how, <laughs> Anyway, I was um, I was having one of these days where it was really hard to get out of bed in the morning, and then I was driving down Valencia, um, and I drove past this restaurant, I guess, and there was a sign outside. It was a big sign, and it said, um, it said salad lounge. It's on Valencia. Yeah. Still not a joke. This is all real life, people. <laughs> Said salad lounge. And I just like, like these times are really hard. I think, I think life still is worth living. Um, I think it is. I, I think that it's really clear now. That something that's really special is like, uh, all we have is people. All we have is each other. I think that's become really clear in the pandemic. Is like you have to keep loving, and it's just for the people that you love and the people around you and stuff. Um, and and so like in that spirit, I guess I just want to say to all of you people out here, being hopeful, coming together, having some fun, just trying to fucking keep loving. I just want to say to you, and to everyone here on Rachel Brosnahan's Green Earth, that there is no such thing as a salad <laughs> And and rest like restaurants don't work like they used to work. <laughs> I went to this restaurant um, and I walked in and I was looking at the sign, the like sign menu, and trying to just like get my bearings. And the woman comes from the back and she's like, "Oh hi, hello, welcome to Jules. Uh, can I tell you how our menu works?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, great, thanks." And she's like, "Okay, first I'm gonna need you to pick bowl." Stack, tower, or subscription? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, stack, I guess. Let's do. <laughs> She's like, great choice. And now I need to know your favorite animal. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like meat? Like, is that? She's like, your favorite animal is meat? <laughs> I'm like, no, okay, uh, I guess cat? And she's like, I'm sorry, we're out of cat. <laughs> And I was like, okay, chicken? <laughs> She's like, that's a great choice. Now you must pick a plant. 
And I was like, like a vegetable? She's like, vegetables are not permitted. I'm like, I'm like, okay, then tree. And she's like, tree is a great choice, but you actually can't pair it with chicken. <laughs> and I was like, why? And she's like, ma'am, chickens are flightless birds. There's a line forming, ma'am. I need you to pick. <laughs> oh, no. All right. It's time for this fun one. Okay. Um, uh... Let's clap for insomnia, shall we? Are we gonna, yeah, yay. Brink of our emotional impressive. Okay, cool, insomnia, we all have it. Can we confirm that we all have a lot of anxiety and insomnia? Is that, okay, cool. I don't have to like, I don't have to explain that and be like, well, I've really been having a lot of insomnia. Right, no, we just know that's, that's what's all, okay, cool. Um, so my thing is that I just try and like lull myself to sleep every night, so I'm like, take a shower and I've got my Enya and I've got my like Nam Yoho Renge Kyo's and I'll like light a little candle and just really like ease myself into that journey or whatever and then like I, so I do all of that and I'm feeling pretty good and then I lie my head down on the pillow and it's just me and my inner monologue. Uh, I didn't tell you this, uh, my inner monologue is Fran Drescher. She's <laughs> just like Hello, gorgeous. Hello, good evening. It's me in a monologue, French Russia. Hello. We're going to begin this evening with some breathing exercises. We're going to go in one, two, three, four, and Kegel. Ha! <laughs> Just kidding. You are reaching your emotional precipice now. You will die alone soon. That's my friend Drescher impression, you guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Um, can we talk about how everyone pretends farmer's markets are relaxing? <laughs> talk a little bit about that. It is, uh, yeah, farmer's markets, that's buying produce under duress. That's what, you have to go, and then the person, I guess, who grew the vegetables watches as you decide whether or not you want the vegetables, <laughs> and they don't have the normal vegetables. <laughs> normal vegetables, a regular tomato, apples, oranges, the fruits and vegetables, right? Maybe some broccoli. They don't have broccoli. They have purple broccoli, <laughs> okay? Wh when did we decide that a tomato with three butt cracks is the best kind of tomato? <laughs> I don't want that. I don't know what to do. So I went to a farmer's market, and I was like, I found some carrots. I was like, some carrots, and they still have the plant that the carrots grew on, I'm gonna say. And so I like got my bundle of carrots, feeling really proud of myself. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking buy these. I'm not, I, they're gonna just sit there, but I, I am gonna, I'm participating. I'm a member of the society. So I like go up with my carrots, and I'm like, can I buy the carrots? And the woman is like, um, okay, cool, however much money, and I'm like paying her, and I'm like, oh yeah, can you, can you remove the plant that these carrots grew on? And she's like, you don't want the greens? And I'm like, no, I don't have a goat, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with the greens. She's like, you can do anything with the greens. You can make them into a salad. You can make them into a juice. I'm like, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm, let's give, me the, give me the carrots. <laughs> my apartment's very small. I don't need, like, a whole farm in my fucking apartment. Um, okay. That is a joke. Look at this great segue here. All right. How do we feel about sexting? 
silent. Silence on sexting. Everyone here sexts. How do we feel about sexting, good or bad? Oh, ashamed. We're ashamed. We are ashamed to be sexting. Oh. Um, please don't talk to me. <laughs> Not because I wouldn't sex with you, but just because I'm in front of a lot of people right now. And it's really stressful. <laughs> um, I, I, am, I am sexed positive. That's how I identify. My thing is, if you want to have, if you want to have real sex with me, I know you don't. But if you want to have real s sex with me, you have to have sexed with me first. Because you get a, a lot of information when you're sexting with someone. You're like, what? What am I in for? I need to know. I was sexting with this guy for a very long time, and it was fun. It was cool. We were getting there, and uh, and it was about. I would say it was like 20 minutes into it, and I like couldn't help but notice that he had not mentioned my clitoris. <laughs> so I said something really helpful and flirty. I was like, so how are you going to make me come? <laughs> and he was like, I'm just going to keep, keep on keeping giving it to you real good, extra big, hard, strong, harder, faster, forever. <laughs> and that was the moment that I realized that the man I was sexting with had never in his life given a woman an orgasm. <laughs> That's what I said too. <laughs> what? I know. I'm so sorry. I think I'm gonna. That's my time. <laughs> there, there is a punchline, but I don't remember what it is. That silence just like infiltrated my spirit. So I think we're just gonna all let's clap and make it super loud for Pam. Isn't she the best? Look at her. Sierra Eger, yay! That was fun. I'm excited. Is da is Damien here? I don't see him yet. Okay, then, Davi, you're gonna be next. But you can have a sec. I'll 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 warm. I'm I'm excited that you're here. And I don't know how you walk in those shoes. I was gonna wear big girl shoes tonight, but I was like, I just can't even. I'm. No, we're not doing the cat tinfoil microwave game tonight. Um, we've killed too many cats on this street corner. You know, this is the crazy thing about whenever we have these crazy cliches, right? Like, let the cat out of the bag. Who is putting cats in bags? Like, so many people put cats in bags that this becomes a thing. Like, when people say, I just don't understand why we're so mean to cats. Does everybody know what Schrodinger's cats are? Right? When you cat, the cat in the box is both alive and dead until you, but there's so much, there's a way better metaphor. It's actually just lottery tickets. A lottery ticket is both a winner and a loser simultaneously until scratched. So why are we like talking about dead cats in boxes when there's way better, <laughs> nicer cliches that we could be following together? If you want chairs, you can take those two and move them over there. Are you fine? You like standing? Okay. Okay. Because they're like, we might get out of here unless this next comment. Wait. No, she's so funny. She's so amazing. You guys are going to love her. Put your hands together right now for Davy Kirsch. Yay! So here's a fresh mic for you. Oh, yeah. There we go. It's right behind you. It'll be XLR. And you got your whole big girl outfit on, girl. Look at you. Damn. Whoa! 
Hi, everyone. My name's Davey. Hi. <laughs> you know, I was just admiring your hat, BBC. Does everyone know what that means? He does. Is this your boyfriend? It means big black cock. Yeah. Just to, just to let you guys know, it means big black cock. Wouldn't it be great if every man just had their dick size blasted across their forehead? That would save us all a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, this is my first time doing comedy in a while. I've been in my house alone doing dick ratings on OnlyFans. <laughs> this is not a joke. I do small penis humiliation on OnlyFans. I've made $1,500 saying your dick is small. <laughs> so there's no excuse for any of you to be broke. <laughs> Go make some fucking money, bitch. Yeah. Does anyone anyone anti-vax in the crowd? Just just Justin over there. Guess what? My mom is like you. Anti-vax. My mom did not vaccinate me as a child. Yeah, she was afraid I'd have autism. I'm like, what if I fucking wanted autism? Autistic people are gainfully employed at Google, making six figures. And I'm an unemployed stripper with an OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, and like, honestly, one time me and my friends were doing cocaine and making guacamole, and I accidentally snorted a bunch of garlic salt. So <laughs> I ended up being dumb as shit anyway. So she might as well just fucking vaccinated me. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Flagellate me. Um. <laughs> Yeah, how do we feel about racist people? Do we have any racists in the crowd? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well you guys are like a pretty attractive bunch and one thing I've noticed about racists is they're all fucking super busted. Oh my God, I said it again. They're all ugly, they're all ugly as shit. They look terrible. Like you never see like hot racist people. I feel like hot white people are too busy making bland meals for their son Crispin or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like every time you see someone with a swastika tattoo, they have like no teeth and a mullet and they're like riding a child's razor scooter. <laughs> like I don't know what a master race would look like, but I know it doesn't look like that shit. <laughs> yeah. And like, we have a lot of racist public figures and they're all ugly also. Like Steve Bannon. Do we remember Steve Bannon? I wish I could forget, yeah. He looks like he bleeds the sauce they put baked beans in. <laughs> and like, I don't understand how you think you're genetically superior to anyone when you look like that. Like, he looks like someone just packed a bunch of oatmeal into a sausage encasement in the shape of a man. <laughs> it's really gross. And like, okay, do we know who Ben Shapiro is? Like, I just don't take advice from anyone. I don't think anyone's an intellectual if they've, like, never had sex in their whole life. Like, he's just a little shriveled up sexless cocktail shrimp. Like, I just can't take him seriously. 
And like, I don't know if you guys know this. This is something you might not know. Ben Shapiro has a very hot sister named Abigail Shapiro who has like super fat titties and she's super bomb. And <laughs> I would love to have gay sex with her. And you know what? I'm not the only one who wants to have sex with her. I'm pretty sure he also wants to have sex with his own sister. And that's why he's been like so repressed his entire life. Like, honestly, I would hate it if she was my sister, too. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, I feel like his whole career is built around trying to prove that he doesn't want to fuck. He doesn't want to have sex with his sister. <laughs> <laughs> like, he has, his sister is, like, hot with big titties. And, like, he has this no-titty wife who he never has sex with. He's written, like, 14 books about how horny he's not. I'm just like, it's fine, just admit it. <laughs> anyway, you know which one really hurt me? This really hurt me was Tila Tequila. Are we familiar with Tila Tequila? Yeah, she's alt-right now, it's weird. I'm like, dude, I used to beat off to you, now you're just gonna be alt-right? Like, what the hell, I'm Jewish. But like, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, it kind of made me more horny for her. Hey, it's called being a self-loathing Jew. It's a thing, but I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> send my pussy to Auschwitz. <laughs> like, literally, send my put my pussy on a train to Auschwitz and bury it in a mass grave. I don't care. <laughs> You're so really hot to me. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm a stripper. I was a stripper a lot of people say strippers have daddy issues but I love all my daddies so I don't really see an issue yeah now me and my dad me and my dad are chill like you know a lot of strip <laughs> hi <laughs> a lot of strippers were molested I've noticed and like those are all the best strippers like I'm kind of I'm kind of sad I missed that prerequisite. <laughs> but yeah, my dad didn't molest me. I think my dad didn't molest me cuz I'm not really his type. Like my dad's really into like fat chicks. Yeah, my dad told me one time that having sex with a fat chick is like uh banging a Tempur-Pedic mattress. I was like, Dad, I'm eight. Is this the sex talk? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what would be really cool? I know I talked about wanting autism earlier, but I, you know what I want more than autism is Down syndrome. I really think having Down syndrome would be super cool, and I know that because my brother has Down syndrome, and he straight up, he's, he, you know what, he gets laid, he gets puss. He's TikTok famous and he gets puss. And I think it's because uh, I've been smoking weed with him for like a while. Yeah, I just treat him like a normal person. We get high together. He's an adult, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, his mom was like kind of upset that I smoked weed with him. And I was like, what, do you think it's going to, like, stunt his mental development? Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. And he lost his virginity when he was 16. 
Yeah, seriously. Like, that's pretty dope. He was at, like, you know, whatever, Down Syndrome Camp. He, he, yeah, he's awesome. Like, when did you guys lose your virginity? Seriously, later than that. Am I right? Yeah, like, I just want to point out that every time he eats spaghetti, a piece gets into his sinuses and creeps out of his nostril, and he still managed to have sex before most of you. So how does that feel, losers? Yeah. All right, I guess that's all I got. Thank you, guys. I'm David Kirsch. Debbie Kirsch, that was great. Oh my gosh. I used to be a special ed teacher years and years ago. So I feel like I'm allowed to say the word retarded. <laughs> like I made, I made $24,000 a year for four years. So I feel like I've earned that word. I don't know. Huh? Yeah, right? I know. Well, I was a long time ago that I was a teacher. It was like 1997, 98. They didn't, they didn't pay women back then at all. It was like, I was lucky to get a paycheck. It's good. I am a feminist. Uh, knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own door. Thanks. <laughs> I think, think it's the precept of feminism. I don't know. A lot of women in the 70s, maybe you burned bras, read books. So I could talk about my butthole on stage. Ah! Which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty. You know what I'm talking about. I'm old. It's cool. Let me. Uh, Damien still isn't here, huh? Crazy. Crazy. Um, if, you, if the sun is bothering you, you can do this way. And so you can see you're fine. You're fine. You're happy. Keep, keep, keep clapping for yourselves for being awesome and being here and socially distanced across the street, killing it. Hey, new friends. Wow, you look like you just stepped out of the Matrix. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's your leather jacket, sweetie. <laughs> no, I'm just jealous. I wish I had a cool leather jacket like that. All right, well then, uh, moving down the list because Damien's still isn't here. Arturo, you're here, I see you. Uh, yeah, I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible host and I didn't like tell people where they were on the list. I was like, I'm just going to keep it secret <laughs> and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, he's super funny guy. I, I, we had a great show together last Tuesday at a place called local brewing and I should pimp that show out. It's a Tuesday night show, seven o'clock local brewing is like at 68 Bluxum down in the Soma and it was lovely. It was a great show and he was hilarious and it's going to be super funny for you right now. Put your hands together for Arturo Ragoza Jr. Yay! Clean mic is right there. Thank yeah, thank you. Yay! Yeah, that's awesome, guys. The show went really well. So, like, if this doesn't, you just got to find a fucking time machine and go back to that one. You understand? <laughs> so, it's on you. It's definitely on you. Oh, oh, my goodness. Sorry, uh, puppy. I apologize. I didn't mean to swear. I don't want you to grow up in a world like I did. I, I feel bad for you. Uh, I come from not educated people. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm going to turn my hat backwards. Please don't be offended by this. I'm doing it so you can see my face. <laughs> I just want you to see my face, guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, basically, I like to do this lately with my sets because I got a bunch of material. I'm like a hoarder now at this point, and I want to do a comedy, like a choose-your-own-comedy adventure with you guys. You guys want to help me choose what jokes I'm doing? Let's have some fun with it, dude. I'm ready for it. You're going to get gate and connection. Those are your two words. Each of those is a joke. You pick one. I'm going to flip to another person. I'll come back to you. 
You get bull and wind. Beautiful, you know, couple. Yeah. <laughs> bull and wind. Uh, the last one I want to give out, uh, cape and claws. Who wants cape and claws? You're going to get it. Cape and claws. Those are the ones you're going with, okay? Choose Your Own Comedy Adventure starts now, everybody. Which one are we going with over here? Oh, gate. Gate. Oh, gape? Oh, that's a different joke for a different show. Hey, I got a gape joke, but I can't do it here. This is a clean show. But trust me, that gape joke, whoo, I'll blow up. The windows will blow up in these houses. You understand? Uh, which one do you want, gate or connection? Gate? Okay, awesome. Here we go. Uh, everybody, uh, I got to divide the room with a question. You're not supposed to do it as a comedian, but I'm going to do it anyway. Who lives in a nice neighborhood here? Clap, yeah. Oh, I, I love it. Yeah, I want you to live in a good place. I'd be messed up if I didn't. You understand? Like, we're all trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. What I don't like is when people live good and they act like they don't. That frustrates me. I mean, he like him too, you know? It frustrates me. It makes me feel, I don't like it, man. Because, like, I had a friend I would argue with a lot. A lot. He lived in a good neighborhood. He would never admit to it. And then I'd be like, dude, you live in a good neighborhood. He'd say, no, oh, no, I don't. And I'd be like, dude, why do you have to leave my name at the gate for me to even get into where you live? That's a sign, isn't it? Right? As I look into the sunset. Uh, <laughs> that's a sign. I think I'm blind now. I'll do the rest of the set blind. Uh, uh, anyway, that was good eye contact for those people, and I went blind for it. Uh, but yeah. The next thing, though, is why when I go to your actual house, why is there a gate that has your initials on it? That's weird, too, isn't it? Why, why, why? And when I get to his actual door, there's another gate there. When you live in a good neighborhood, there's a lot of gates involved in your living situation, and that's okay. But when you come from a bad neighborhood, the only gates you have are on your windows. And those don't even work. <laughs> and the windows aren't even good ones. They're like old pizzeria windows, you know, the ones you can't see through, you know, even if they were clean, like it ain't happening. Uh, but yeah, man, I, um, like, I, I just, I don't want, I want you to be better than me. I don't want you to argue with your friends. And I found a solution to find out if you live in a good neighborhood or not. All you have to do is go down to your local pound and that's going to solve everything for you. <laughs> Because if you're in a good neighborhood and you go to the pound, you're going to see a different type of dog. You're going to see a Shih Tzu. You're going to see a Yorkie. You're going to see a little tiny Pomeranian. A bunch of cute, unnecessary dogs. <laughs> now, I didn't say you didn't love them. I know you do. But those dogs are just expendable income. Do you understand? They cost thousands. <laughs> and the thing about it is, is that these dogs, like, I used to say this. If someone breaks into your house, you're both dead. <laughs> no Yorkies taking down anybody. If they do, that's a bad Yorkie. That's the best Yorkie you can ever get. Um, but if you go to a bad neighborhood and you go to the pound, you're going to see a different dog. You're going to see a dog people had to buy to keep the income that they want to protect. You understand? So you go to a pound in a bad neighborhood, you're going to see a pit bull. And then you're going to see a pit bull. <laughs> and then you're going to see an American pit bull. <laughs> There's nothing cute in there, guys. <laughs> nothing cute. You might get lucky and see like a little chihuahua and it'll be in the corner shaking because that's what they do. But even he turns around, he has one eye. <laughs> like, what are you going to do with that? You know what I mean? Who's adopting him? <laughs> True story. Uh, I own that dog. I had that dog when I was younger. Yeah, it had one eye. Really good security. <laughs> if someone breaks in your house and you have a dog with one eye, they don't stay in your house. They're like, they have a dog with one eye. They have nothing to lose. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, um, <laughs> I also feel like 
I wish, how you say this? I have a theory and I want you guys to help me with this, okay? Um, I feel like Ouija boards are a white people activity. Exhibit A. <laughs> yeah. Everybody who's put a Ouija board on me had a, was Caucasian. It just happened to be like that, you understand? But I don't think it's because you're Caucasian. It has nothing to do with melanin, in fact. Uh, <laughs> it's because I think it's your life has to be going at least pretty decent for you to even start thinking about messing with a Ouija board. <laughs> like, my life is doing okay. You understand? It's doing good. But if something goes wrong financially, I'm screwed. <laughs> I can't afford a demon right now. I'm not in the demon tax bracket. That's not where I live, guys. I'll let you know if I do. <laughs> but honestly, going back to the education standpoint, you have to be decently educated to even be a ghost to use a Ouija board, you know, to communicate back. Like, my kids would be like, oh, he used the wrong two, and uh, he spelled that wrong. That's dad. That's definitely dad. He's an idiot, you know? <laughs> There's no little red squiggly lines that help me spell things better in the afterlife. You understand that? I mean, I think I'm just letting everybody in here know, if you look on my Instagram and you see a little dog in Ouija boards, comedy worked out. <laughs> I'm in a better place, guys. I'm in a much better place. And I'm not mad. I, li I, love, I love rich people, man. I'm happy for you. Uh, just stop saying dumb things to me. Like, people say that money doesn't buy happiness. Have you heard this one? Who told you I was in the market for happiness? I'm trying to pay off all this stress. And money does that, you understand? You don't get fake tans and bleached buttholes because life is hard. <laughs> it's not on the menu for somebody, you know, living off food stamps sometimes, you know? <laughs> but like, uh, <laughs> and uh, look, if you have a bleached butthole, I don't want you to pull back on me right now. It's okay, I'm on your team. I'm trying to get there, you know? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm gonna do it, but I wanna be able to have the option, you know? I want bleached butthole money. That's where I wanna be, you know? Like, if I was a rapper, I'd be like, oh, man, you don't even know. My first, first mixtape, Bleach Butthole Money. That's what it would be. <laughs> let everybody know how I'm living out here, man. I'll show it off if I get it, too. I got to let you know. That's just how it is when you don't have money and you finally do. <laughs> that's what happens, guys. I might even dye different colors. This is a long bit about a butthole. I'm going to move on. <laughs> is butthole okay to say? I'm sorry if I've been saying Okay, I did. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm in, I, I, love <laughs> I love doing clean material number one because that's how i actually really get paid you make money doing clean sets you do um but i always feel like like my set's not crazy dirty but i do feel like i'm switching to the kids bop version of my jokes when i do a clean set like i remember kids bop they had yin yang twins on one time do you guys know who the yin yang twins are they're they're some they're poets you know what i mean that's just, that's what they are if you don't know uh but they had a song on there on kids bop 38 uh <laughs> and so the song went on kids bop it said oh skeet skeet my buddy Oh, skeet, skeet, my friend, my friend. I was <laughs> Skeet's also a bad word, guys. It means ejaculate. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> it was Kids Bop 38. I will give it to you. I burnt it, so don't worry. If you still have a CD player, I got you. <laughs> uh, choose your own comedy. What was the other one? Who next? What, what is it? Oh, awesome, guys. Uh, I have to tell you something about myself. It's also going to divide the room, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm team soup when I go to a restaurant, guys. So if you're team salad, you gotta go. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. Salads are okay, but I love soup, guys. Uh, my favorite soup, though, is uh, Vietnamese soup. Do you know what Vietnamese soup is called? Pho, exactly, I love it, man. It sounds aggressive, I like that. 
But I've noticed something about pho restaurants. My favorite pho restaurants, the ones with the best pho stand, they're just the best pho ever. They always have the worst possible service. Like, they don't care that I walked in there. Like, I might get a menu. I might get a menu, but I come back, you know? Because you have to understand, they don't treat me good because they don't have to. <laughs> the soup is that good. Do you have a restaurant in your life that disrespects you, but you come back? You don't have one, sir? You need one. You need one. I'll find you one. I know I got some addresses. <laughs> I get tasty disrespect all the time. <laughs> but like I, um, I, they don't have to treat me good. They really don't it, it, because the soup is that delicious, guys. Like for, it changed the way I look at restaurants. If I go to a new pho restaurant now, if I'm in a new one and they're, they're really nice, they're like, hey, welcome to pho land. Thanks for coming in. Uh, we're going to make sure you have a great experience. We want to get five stars. I'm going to leave. <laughs> You have to try to please me. This soup's bad. I don't even have to taste it. <laughs> I don't even have to. But if I go into like a Pho 2000, you know, something I've never been to, and I go in there and I'm like, can I have a seat? And they spit in my face. I'm going to have to try the soup. <laughs> These lights are on, guys. They're paying bills. There's something happening in that kitchen that I need to know about. Like, basically, I feel like restaurants that disrespect you in that way, but you come back, they're like people who are really good at sex, so they don't treat you that nice. Just me. I've only had that in my life. Okay, that's cool, guys. I'll be alone. I'll stand alone on that. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, basically, uh, my Vietnamese pho restaurants are like this. They're like, yo, what's up? You know this is the best pho in the city. You ain't going to find pho bigger and better than this no matter where you look. Everybody knows this is the best pho here. I dare you to try to find a better, bigger pho. <laughs> now, I want to apologize for that really offensive Vietnamese accent I just did. I'm just kidding. I wish everybody, ooh, I wish everybody in V. Oh, you, how did you get behind me? <laughs> and watch your language, little buddy. <laughs> I know, he's going there, huh? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I wish everybody in Vietnam, Vietnam talked like LL Cool J. Like, that would be amazing. That would be the best thing ever, man. Now, I want you guys to recognize that I made a joke work, uh, considering the friggin' how terrible the world is right now. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, that dog threw me off, but he also said something that spoke to my soul, so I'm like in a weird place now, yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, let's the last one we want to go with. Okay, one. Okay, well, I'll make this quick. Uh, we on one minute time. Super speed. Are you sure? Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Don't, well, I'll try to hurry it up anyway. I respect everyone else's time. Uh, so, Cape. All right, guys, I have to tell you another thing about me that's going to make you not like me anymore because now we're friends and i got to change that, guys. I don't drink. Exactly. I look like I do coke, you know. <laughs> I just say hello because I don't want to disrupt the neighborhood, you know. <laughs> but I look like, yeah, I don't. I don't drink. Like I'm, um, and I know. See, see how it got quiet right there. That's appropriate. Like I'm okay with that. Like people are like, this guy's okay. We could possibly be friends. And then I said that you're like, this guy's a loser. See, he's like, no, man. He's in his golden age. He's like, nope. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, people are like, no, we could never be friends. But that's where you're messing up. That's when you say we can never be friends. You're messing up. Because none of my friends have ever got a DUI. My friendship saves you $10,000 off the top. What are your friends doing for you? They probably owe you money, right? Yeah, I hate to bring up bad news, you know? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but also, there's another thing that, like, like I'm like the Tim Duncan of the team, guys. Like, I'm not going to do anything crazy, but you can't win championships without me. You understand? That's, that's, you need me on the team. I'm going off the glass, but that's okay. Uh, but, like, 
<laughs> I also, I don't know if you know this, Snapple fun fact, people who drink do silly things. <laughs> you heard this? Uh, I keep you out of those bad situations, right? I have, like, my friend gets drunk. He's really drunk. He's acting up. He does the first thing people do when they're drunk that they're not supposed to do. He tries to drive, and I have to grab my friend by the shoulder and hold him and be like, listen to me, dude. You can't drive when you're sober. I'm not letting you do this. And I'll let him run off, and he does the next thing drunk people do. You know what it is? You try to fight somebody you have no business fighting with. That's, that one brings me in even more. So I got to grab him by the shirt and be like, listen to me, dude. That guy's not your weight class. He might not be your species. I'm not letting you do this, dude. Because if you start throwing hands, I'm supposed to, and I'm going to downgrade you to acquaintance because I'm not catching hands for anybody. <laughs> you understand? I don't fight for myself. <laughs> not fighting for you. And then he'll run off and do the third thing. Do you know what the third thing is? That's close. That's close. <laughs> Call your ex was close, man. I wish I had money to give you like a competition, you know. Uh, <laughs> but like uh, the third thing is you, you try to sleep with something that you shouldn't try to sleep with. You know that? You have you done this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You try to sleep with something you're not supposed to. So I have to grab him real tight on this one. Like, listen to me, dude. You can't go home with that. And he'll be like, <laughs> bro, you don't understand. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm like, no, dude, you don't understand. I'm your friend. I can't let you do this. He's like, bro, I'm doing it. <laughs> And I got to hold him, but you don't understand, man. That's a dude. And then he goes, I know. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know, dude. I wish I, you get out there, you bisexual soldier. Go get out there and do your thing. I just didn't know, and I found out this close to my face. Guys, I got to get off this beautiful sidewalk, you guys. Um, do I, I don't even know, COVID, do I hand this to you? Thank you, guys. Oh, last thing before I go, guys, uh, sorry. Um, Guys, uh, this little logo is uh, my brand. Me and my son started it. Uh, it basically means you and what you want to do with your life is dope. Uh, we just started. I literally just have stickers. If you want to get stickers, it's one for three, like two for five. They're in my pocket. Uh, and then uh, I, I got good news. I guess I'll share with everybody, barely. Uh, as long as the world doesn't end and I don't get COVID, I'll be filming something in May that will be in Netflix by the end of the year, guys. So that would be really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, the world's going really bad, so that might not happen, guys. My dreams might end with the planet, so who knows, guys. Uh, but, yeah, do I just hand this to you at this point? All right, cool. Awesome. Yay! Yay! Oh, everyone. Hooray! Look, we have a big audience now of people there's chair chair if anybody wants a chair there's still two chairs there and there's one there and you can keep standing we have a, some comics left he's still holding fast across the street i love it hey we've got we've the, the the matrix is still there that's perfect um damien's still not here all right just i'm just looking for a specific comic who was supposed to be here it's fine it's fine um yeah the cats the cats in the microwaves um i'm gonna put this to the side i guess I guess it's I guess it's my turn to do jokes. Yay! Yay! I'm gonna do jokes. It's my turn. Um, so I was talking earlier about uh, abortions, which I'm super into. I think they're great, and um, no, I do. There's, I get I'm nervous right now about the world and if it's gonna change and if they're gonna take abortions away because you don't want me to have a baby, America. You really don't. It's a terrible idea. Uh, if I if you make me have a baby, I'm gonna need some tools to drill some holes in my trunk so the baby can breathe in the car while I'm hanging out in the bar. Do you see? 
Because I'm going to be in the... I can't afford a babysitter. You put the baby in the trunk with a sleeping bag, it's just going to sleep, right? That's safe. It's fine. It's fine. Don't make me have a baby, America. Cool, there's a cute baby. Hi, baby. Yeah, I'm not... I'm, you're a responsible adult. I am not. I should not have children. America, if you make me have kids... It's going to be nine, I know. I can't even have a dog. I'm not even responsible. Like, I can have cats because they poop in a box and they, they're snuggly, but they're not a dog. You have to take them outside to poop. And babies. But if you make me have a baby, America, it's going to be nine, this fictional baby, and I'm going to be at the parent-teacher conference for, like, first grade for the fifth time in a row, right? And the teacher says, um, excuse me, Miss Benjamin, uh, your child said that you love alcohol more than it and I'm like this is a sippy cup filled with vodka (laughs) what I didn't want the kid why are we here and then it turns 12 and it starts doing ketamine and I'm like I'm like who is your dealer I can finally get to know you we come to Burning Man with me it's gonna be so fun we're gonna hang out in a tent and then it turns 15 and it teaches me the cutest most important lesson if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours you don't eat your boogers you smoke them from the mouths of babes genius this this fictional 17 year old finally 17 right dies dies right speedball cocaine heroin to the vein 17 years 17 years that is the latest late-term abortion i could ever get it's a 17-year late-term abortion. It was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. It's not mine. I'm on Medi-Cal. I can't afford that. Cool. Abortions are cool. My second abortion was really fun. Um, no, it was great because they gave me this amazing drug. I don't know if you guys have ever taken midazolam. Short-living, fast-acting benzodiazepine. Nobody knows what midazolam is. I know that's because I love drugs and I shouldn't have kids. So my feet are up in the stirrups, right? And I've got the little thing on. And I only have one regret about my uh, second abortion, right? They, they, they sit me down and they say, hey. First they give me that awesome drug. And they say, hey, it's about a five-minute procedure. Some people talk. Some people don't talk. I was like, has anyone ever told jokes? And they said, no, no, that's never happened. I told jokes during my abortion, yeah. I had a killer set, you guys. Right? It was a bringer show. I left it there. It was so good. The only regret I have about my second abortion is they didn't let me take my phone in, so I couldn't tape the set. You know, was it the best set ever? Did it was it meaningful? Did it change my life? I don't know. Did it happen? Hey Benzo, you're fine. You're fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, there's a joke about benzodiazepines. No, it's not my dog. It's his dog. And his name is Benzo though. Yeah. I as I said, I don't have a dog. I'm not responsible enough. I have cats. Do we have cat people here? Who are my cat people? Yeah, cat people. Bow to your alien overlords with one paw, right? Yes. I love my cats. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat, and I want to shave him. And then I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And then I want to make him wear it. Because I'm crazy. I'm a crazy cat lady. 
my house is just inundated with cat fur. And I, I kind of like do this on the ground and make it into little dreadlocks. And I thought I could start an Etsy business where I take the cat hair and I knit it into masks. Right? So nobody knows if you have allergies or a cocaine problem. Because <laughs> you're just going to be sniffling all day long. It's San Francisco. A lot of people say I look like Katherine Keener. If, if she had a serious problem with cocaine. <laughs> and to that I say, I look nothing like Katherine Keener. <laughs> but I can't, I can't afford cocaine. I'm not, I'm not Katherine Keener. So that's, that's how that works. Cool. Cats. I love cats. I love cats. I know that my cat loves me because I was getting finger banged by this guy and my cat didn't just sniff his fingers. He licked him. <laughs> Meaning that my cat loves me. Right? Or women really do taste like tuna. Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. That's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It is dark and purpled with age. I am old. Masturbate with my cats a lot. Not like with my cat, like next to my cat. My cat's masturbating kind of against me, and I'm, I don't like use. Do you know how soft the cat's paw is? I only only know this because, you know, while I'm doing my biz, my cat will stick his paw on my lower back, you know, so I can feel loved. And, uh. And, and right before I'm going to come, he puts his little claws out. <coughs> Just so I know who's boss. I love my cat. He's rad. His tail's so fluffy, like, he flicks his tail around all up in my biz. I'm like, yeah. One time, what, my cat, no, I love my cat so much. So sometimes I make a kitty tent, you know, with my knees. And then he, like, goes under the covers. And the other day, I, like, lifted up the covers. And I saw he was, my pussy was on top of my pussy. <laughs> Nothing has ever felt so right. <laughs> it was like, it was one of the most beautiful moments I've ever experienced. I love my cats. Oh dear. You political crowd? Polit- a little political? It political-ish. Political-ish. I used to be a nanny. That's, people used to pay me to hang out with their children. Can you believe that? <laughs> no, really, they did. And uh, this, I, and I, I really don't believe in screen time because I think that that's just... You're not paying me $25 an hour to hang out with your twin six-year-olds and watch Lab Rats or whatever. Uh, House Sparks tomorrow. I get to open for House Sparks tomorrow and Lab Rats. It's, yeah, it's, I'm excited. But so I'm hanging out with these two twin six-year-olds, and they tie me up to a desk chair with yarn, and they put tape over my mouth, right? And I'm fostering creative play. And they take out a laser pointer, and they put it to my hand, and they say... I'm cutting off your hand. And I'm like, ow, ow. Fostering creative play. And then they, they put the laser pointer to my foot, and they're like, oh, I'm freezing your foot. Oh, cold, so cold. Oh. Put the laser pointer to my chest. I'm breaking your heart. It's like, Daria, you need to stop, okay? Society has broken my heart. What game could you possibly be playing? They put their little twin six-year-old heads together, and they come back. Police state. You're playing police state? I'm tied to this desk chair with yarn. What did I do? What could I possibly have done to warrant the tape over the mouth? And they say, you stole a laptop. 
You're cutting off my hand because I stole a laptop? What kind of Islamic police state is this? And he looked me dead in the face and said, if you were black, we would have shot you. <laughs> See, they're your kids. They're not mine. I didn't have the kids. They're your kids. They're just paying me to hang out with them. So political. It's a true story. That was absolutely 100% true story. I really was tied to a desk chair with a yard. Uh, it, you got into equality? Everyone's into equality? Equality now! Equality now! I don't know. I, I mean, I think, I hope it can happen between the sexes, and I think we can do it with PG-13 movies together. Right now in a PG-13 movie, if you cover up the nipple, you get to see 180% side boob. I'm into that. Right? You get to see the butt, but not the whole. Okay? I got it. You cover up the genitals, right? But what I'd like to see for equality is some side scrote. <laughs> right? If you're following me, let's follow me further. Is a Martin Scorsese film, right? There's an infinity pool. The sun is going down majestically. Nick Cage is swimming toward the steps. He's making a comeback because his nutsack is so long because he's so old, right? He's swimming toward the steps. When he gets there, he's coming out of the steps. The sun is behind him, and his, his balls are deep in the water, and his dick is above the stairs. And what we get to see is this beautiful stained glass side scrote for equality, right? Yes! Well, and there's no genital scene at all. Why can't I see some side scrote? It's just like side boob. It's so pretty. Like, I like under boob. I like side boob. I want some side scrote, too. I want to get it. Hairy, shorn, whatever. I'm into it. I want to see. Just for equality, though, right? Thank you. Equality now. It is more of an equity thing. I think it'll, it'll change equity for the actors. Let the men, let the men show the side scrote. I want to see it. There's nothing sexual about it. Uh, more, more about feminism. It's, it's hard to be a feminist. You a feminist? Guy walking across the street with a dog, you a feminist? Nope, didn't think so. It's okay, it's okay. Who's a feminist here? Fem feminist? Yay, feminism! I know it's such a dirty word now. It's become this terrible, dirty word. No one wants to call themselves a feminist. But as women, language is political. What do we call ourselves, right? Like, I'm a female. I'm a woman. Or I could call myself a person, right? We are all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. Uh, so I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. See, you can spell. No, no one else. We're witches. We know how to read. Isn't that crazy? You guys can look it up on your phones. Gen Zs, do you need to look up feminist? It's spelled with an I. Like, I'm a feminist. There is no men in feminism. <laughs> it's not. But that word is everywhere else. It's everywhere else. It's in all of our language. Ladies, when we become wit men, what do we do? Menstruate. <laughs> Menstruate. It's the one thing you can literally never do, and you put your name all over it. Menstruate. How about this? When we have sex for the first time, what do we break? Hymen. Hymen. Hi, I can have sex with all of you now. Hymen. Right? Yeah. The, one, the one I do really understand, though, because I'm going through it right now, 
is menopause. Because <laughs> men have stopped pausing on me. They're like, oh, just walk on by. It's, she is old, and we are not interested anymore. It's men no longer pausing. Cool. That's a... You know, and just because I get herpes and, like, try to suck my ex-boyfriend's dick, you call me manipulative. Ha, 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 ha. Manipulative. That one I'll get behind. Right? Cool. More. Uh, am I being too heavy-handed with my feminism? Which I also love because heavy-handed comes from when you used to want to beat your wife. You didn't want to be heavy-handed because you didn't want to leave a mark. Ha, ha, ha. Right? Rule of thumb, you get to beat your wife with anything, uh, a switch smaller than your thumb. So it's good. It's just like Texas right now. Um, a handful, well, no, a handful of weed in Texas is a felony. Whose hand? <laughs> like, is it cop's hand? That's a big hand. I have tiny hands. What is a handful of weed, and how is that a felony? Is it a baby hand? What if we put the weed in the baby's hand? I read the baby goes to jail. But who can hang out with kids unless you're high? Have you ever tried to watch SpongeBob and not be high? Good luck, Blue's Clues. Give me a break. Like, you better be high to hang out with children. They're like, oh, I'm on board with you. Crazy kids. I play a game with children in San Francisco when we're walking together. Uh, and we see a pile on the ground. I point and I say, man or beast, man or beast. It's hard to tell. What did I learn from a four-year-old? If it's up against a wall, it's always man. Like, they understand physics at that age. It's so impressive. Like, how did they do that? How do four-year-olds understand physics? Come on, I'm going to leave you guys with one last joke. Uh, I, have a, I have a fetish. I feel like we know each other now. We can get into it. Um, I really, I'm into uncircumcised guys. Super into it, yeah. Uh, because what I want to do, I have a fantasy. I want to I wanna, I wanna pull up a dick. I want to pull the foreskin up over the dick. I want to put whiskey in that foreskin. I want whiskey dick for real. Can I finally get what I want? Right? It's twofold. What? It's twofold. What? Thank you. It is twofold. What? One, I'm an alcoholic, and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross, and you have to clean up all that schmegma. Yeah. Ending on a smegma joke like a, like a professional. Thanks. I'm Pam Benjamin. Yay. Yay. I got to do my jokes. Usually I do my jokes at the beginning, but Wendy had to go to that other show, so yay. Damien's here now. Damien? Did I not see him? I didn't. He doesn't exist. Damien Montes is supposed to be here. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Do your thing. Um, so, Jordan, you're here. I just saw you across the street. Yay. Oh my gosh, this guy is so funny. I got the opportunity to do a show with him on Tuesday, and I laughed my ass off. I, I'm, I'm really excited. I don't want to like pump him up too high, but he's amazing, and you're going to love him. He has such wonderful energy. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jordan Thulis. Yay! That's there. There's a fresh microphone in the box, and you can pick any microphone you want that's fresh from the box. And yay, Jordan, yay! What's up? <laughs> How you guys doing? doing? Thanks for hanging in there. Did uh, did y'all vote last year? Remember when we did that? Yeah? Hell yeah. Did you see that uh, Proposition 16 passed where uh, now formerly convicted felons can vote? Yeah. Pretty cool. It's good news. But in like 40 states, they still cannot, which is weird. Because what do they expect to happen if a felon votes? 
Like, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> like, there's going to be some judge reviewing, like, oh, Provision 60 passed, legalizing murder? No! All oh, the felons! <laughs> they love murder. That was my first joke. It's good to start up with a nice yell, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, remember before the pandemic when there was less to worry about? We were like making up stuff to worry about. Remember we were all scared of artificial intelligence? <laughs> you never hear people talk about AI anymore. People were worried like, oh no, AI, it's coming. The robots. People were scared that the robots were going to do their jobs. Watch out. They're going to do our jobs for us. People were worried about that, which is so weird because wasn't that the whole point <laughs> of robots was to do our fucking jobs? <laughs> wasn't that the whole point of robots to do our jobs? Didn't need it. <laughs> Useless word there. How did we get to the point where somebody's like, huh, you don't have to work anymore, and we're like, no! No, what? <laughs> Brainwash. The fuck? Like, do you think when the car was invented and they broke the news to the horse, like, like, hey, this just in, the cart pulls itself now. We don't need you anymore. Do you think the horse was like, I have a family to feed, <laughs> to put hay on the table? No, the horse is like, that's perfect. I didn't like getting whipped anyway. <laughs> I hated it, really. I'm just going to go stand over there and eat some grass now. This is over between us. <laughs> but in the 1930s, like, everything was automating, and economists thought that the biggest health problem in the 21st century was going to be boredom. <laughs> but instead, it's stress and depression. What the fuck happened there? What happened there? That's self-censorship. Anarchy works. <laughs> no, I don't know if it does. It's so weird. Uh, we everything we have enough food and stuff. We and then but for some reason people are still like keep working. So it's like I don't know. I'll make another dog sweater. Do we need more dog sweaters? <laughs> I don't know. Should we make more? I'll make keychains. Will you give me f f money for food if I make keychains? <laughs> I don't know. I'm in a weird place with my job. I was doing this comedy stuff for a while and then it ended for a year. And now I'm trying to figure out maybe a new career path. <laughs> Because I like my brother knew what he wanted to be when he was 10 years old. When he was 10 years old, he's like, I'm going to be an engineer. And now he is one. He's still following the demands of a 10-year-old. That's insane. Do you know what you wanted to be when you were a kid? Do you remember? An animator? What, at what age were you like? Eight? You're like, I'm going to pack up this dream. Things are getting real in third grade. I got to... I got to cool it with the animation. <laughs> Getting too crazy. I wanted to, when I, my first memory of what I wanted to be was I wanted to own a Toys R Us. <laughs> the ultimate dream. And I don't think I had like a small business uh, entrepreneurship mindship. I think I just wanted to like close the door <laughs> and have all the toys. And that went away. And then I, um, then I wanted to uh, uh, ride Shamu. <laughs> but that one kind of expired on his own because, you know, Shamu killed the guy. <laughs> And then I wanted to be a pilot. And then I finally went on a plane for the first time, and I'm like, that's a bus driver. <laughs> and now I don't know what I, I, I don't know what I want to be. You know what? It looks pretty good. You know what my dream job is, I think, is to inherit money. That looks pretty good. 
inherit money, best job ever. But I don't come from family money, so I got to get creative, you know? I got to, like, Anna Nicole Smith my way into some money, <laughs> some family money. That's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to go to a, I think I'm going to go to, like, an old folks home, you know, and, like, wear, like, a nice collared shirt and tuck it in. Be like, oh, Miss Wilson, you dropped the remote control. She's like, thank you, Jordan. You're so good to me. And then we're on her deathbed, and she's like, Jordan, what do you want out of life? And I'm like, me? I'm a simple guy. I want to marry the woman I love. And she's like, what's stopping you? I'm like, I can't afford it. She's like, my husband gave me this when I was your age, and now I want you to have it. And I say, Miss Robin, I cannot. I couldn't. She's like, take it. I don't know. I think that's what I want to do for a job. <laughs> that's my dream job. And then the family shows up, and they're like, where's the ring? And I'm like, she gave it to me. You weren't here. I was. And that's the job I want to have. <laughs> oh, boy. Should we talk about horses more? <laughs> do you guys think that uh, horse cops know that they're cops? Like the horses. Do you think they, like, trot around? with a sense of authority, superiority? Or do you think sometimes they turn around and they're like, ah, there's a cop on my back, watch out! <laughs> uh, I'm not doing anything wrong, I was a normal horse stuff. My registration is in your pocket! Do you guys think that? <laughs> do you guys think that uh, uh, actor horses in old Civil War movies, do you, think, do you think they know that they're in a movie? Or do they think that they're in horse war? <laughs> like somebody's like, charge! And they're like, for my daughter! <laughs> do you guys think that? <laughs> do you guys think a horse ever looks at a rhinoceros and goes like, damn! Wow! Do you think that? <laughs> That's all for that one. Hey, Trader Joe's, what's being traded? Seems like a lot of food for money. Like to show up with an eggplant, make some deals. <laughs> I think if I was a, a lab rat in a research lab, I'd really uh, cross my fingers and hope that I was in a study involving the effect of opioids, opium on uh, reproductive ability. You think a, a beaver ever sees a flowing river and it's like, nah. That's a new one. We're not, that one's not going anywhere. Not doing that one again. I think a sister-in-law is a is a weird name. Like somebody's like, what should we call the person my brother is having sex with? Probably my sister-in-law. <laughs> that makes sense. That's what the internet says. That was the speed round. <laughs> I guess the speed round's over now. Those are harder to remember. Those speed round jokes. <laughs> I uh, want to talk about mummies now. <laughs> um, in in mummy movies, the plot of every mummy movie is like, oh no, the mummy woke up. Watch out, the mummy woke up. It's going to get you. The mummy's going to hurt you. But if a mummy woke up, it would, it, the, the whole premise of a mummy is that it's somebody that wanted to live again so desperately that they went through this whole crazy ceremony just so that maybe one day they could live again. Like if a mummy woke up, it wouldn't want to hurt you. If a mummy woke up, it would be like... 
Yeah! Let's go! Yes, I knew it! I knew it! You said it wouldn't work, I knew it! You didn't want to lay the bricks, I told you! Let's party, let's party! What's the mummy joke? I wonder what's louder, me yelling with mo no microphone or the microphone? <laughs> Probably me yelling no microphone. Yeah, that was a little bit loud just there. All right, good uh, post-joke commentary. That went well. <laughs> That's what we needed, volume talk. I've been uh, been thinking about mummies a lot. <laughs> I've, been, I've been going crazy in my room. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Y'all like podcasts? Yeah, anyone else lonely? <laughs> I love podcasts. I think the reason I like podcasts so much is because I'm so ready to outsource the role of the voice in my head. Because that guy does a terrible job. Like anyone else can come in and do better. Like Ira Glass from This American Life never just brings up my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like other problems. And I'm like, that's fucked up. It's not my fault. I think I listen to stuff too much, though. Like the other day, I caught myself putting on headphones before a short walk from my bedroom to my bathroom. Because I was nervous about what he was going to say, like uninterrupted, like he'd catch me off guard in the hallway, like, life is meaningless. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> you know? Some people think you wear headphones to block out the outside world. Nah, the calls are coming from inside the house. <laughs> That's what you got to watch out for. I wear headphones a lot, but do you ever see these people who never wear headphones? Like someone who's out for a long run, they're in like great shape, no shirt, visibly sweaty. Just no headphones? The hell is that? Psychopath move. What's going on in their head where that's just fine? Where they're running and they're just like, running, running, running. I love myself. Everybody loves me. I have no problems. I don't need therapy. This is what I, this is my therapy. It's me time. I need this. If I don't have this, I don't feel good. I run for me. Pretty sure that's what they're thinking. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but when I look at them, that's what I think. I try to get out. I try to exercise. Never really worked for me. I saw somebody recently who was like really fucking big and sorry. Like really big is the point. My curse words are so unnecessary. <laughs> he was. It wasn't just that he had big muscles. He also had very many muscles. Like I learned about anatomy by looking at him. It's like a chart at the doctor's office. And there was a muscle on his back that I, I've never seen before. It was news to me. I was like, do I have that? What the, f what is that one? And he was like, oh yeah, this one. My favorite one. And I was like, why, how, how did you get that? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I went like this every day for two years. And it popped up, goals, persistence. And I was like, why, what's the, what's the point? Why did you do that? And he was like, well, you know, when you, you know, when you like drop something behind the car seat and you got to reach back and grab it. It's like, I have that muscle. I have all the muscles. All the muscles you could ever need. Man. I, uh, let's see. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll open up to y'all a bit. I, um, I think that I'm a creepy guy. Some of you are like, we could tell. <laughs> and, but whenever I say that to my friends, especially my lady friends, they always say the same thing. They always say, like, you're not creepy. You're not one of those creepy guys. And I'm like, yeah, I know. That's because whenever I'm around you or anyone, I do everything in my power to push it down like a responsible adult. 
that's what we do. And that works for the most part, but sometimes it doesn't. Like, recently I was having sex with someone, and she was like, what do you want to do to me? And I was like, uh, nice try. Respect you. <laughs> Not falling for that one again. <laughs> Fool me once. No, I think sexuality is repressed, and it's like funneled through porn at like way too high of a dose, and it's fucking things up, messing things up in little ways. I like to picture like a little kid in a window being like, he fixed it. He fixed it. He, he corrected himself without a bad word. That's okay then. <laughs> but I do think that it's affecting our, uh, uh, our brains. Like another time I was with somebody, and we were kissing. We were, oh, sorry. Did you do this earlier? Was I not looking? Yeah, it's okay. I'll, I, you know what? I'm ready to be done. <laughs> we don't need a punchline for this joke. I'll leave y'all waiting. Text me. I'll tell you the rest. Thanks, guys. I've been Jordan. Jordan Thulis, yay! We have two comics left. Uh, and then I'm going to... Who's giving me a ride to Milk Bar? <laughs> I'm, I'm on the 8 o'clock show. <laughs> um, this is a money jar, and Mutiny Radio runs off of like donations and things like that. And we've made it through COVID, which is exciting. Clap it up for me. It's small, woman-owned business in the mission. Staying alive through COVID. How did that happen? Well, it hasn't been with any government assistance. I can promise you that. They haven't. That, oh, yeah, California had a thing. And they're, oh, now we're in round five. They just keep sending me emails. Oh, did you, you, you didn't get it in the first round or the second round or the third. Or the I'm like, I just need five grand. Like, I don't, I think they're giving all the money to the corporations first. Isn't that funny? That's, well, so, um, but I'll, it, it's here and you can put money in it if you want. And if you don't, that's okay too. I'll, I'll, you know, I don't have an OnlyFans like Debbie. Said, Thank you. I know everyone keeps going like you should have an OnlyFans, and I say nobody wants to see an unshaved 46-year-old woman reading A Room of One's Own by Virginia Woolf while like <laughs> shaving her pubes that look like spiders crawling across her legs. Thank you. Yeah, I, well, if I bring the cat, will the people pay for the... I don't think people will pay for the cats. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Everybody, it's Peter Struckmeyer. Yay! Um, so you can switch microphones. These are all fresh meat. One second. Yes, those are all fresh. Yes, exactly. Happy Friday! Uh, anyone else have a terrible week at work? <laughs> Bad week at work, anyone? Yeah, yeah. Email, meetings, what was it? Yeah, my coworker got hit by a car. <laughs> yeah, everyone who is like standing hazardously in the street has now just nudged to step forward. <laughs> no, like, uh, trust me, he's fine. He bounced back. But no, like I wouldn't make fun of someone who got like seriously injured. He's going to be fine. Like I'm not trying to make fun of someone who got hit by a car. The only person who we make fun of when they get hit by a car is Pam Benjamin. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I thought my company's reaction to it was a little weird. Like his manager was like, we should do something nice for him. You know, like give him something. And I'm thinking like card, flowers, paid time off. And instead, he decided we should give him a gift card to Uber Eats. 
Which is like, if you're, like, I get the concept, right? Like, you can't really, like, walk around. You got to have the cars come to you. Like, not too close this time, but you got to have them come and deliver the food. But, no, like, Uber Eats is the shittiest one. Okay, like, that's just saying, like, we think you are worth it in terms of, like, hot tuna melt sandwiches. Like, that is what getting an Uber Eats gift card says. And it's, like, a weird, like, I think it should be a cost-hidden gift where, like, the thing is when you ask people to donate to something like that, now everyone is put in this situation where we have to decide what your legs are worth to us. So I'm like, okay, this guy's legs are definitely not worth $50 to me. Like, I landed on $20. In retrospect, I could have done $25, but, like, $30, $40, like, that's just, like, what's wrong with you if you pay that much? Like, what specific math have you done to do that? All right, no one's feeling this bit. Um, let me remind you that I'm gay! Uh, it's almost like I use that to my advantage. Uh, no, you're probably wondering, uh, were my parents surprised to learn that I was gay? That I am gay. It's not past tense. Um, and uh, the answer is nope, not at all. <laughs> Everyone saw that one coming from a mile away. Yeah, I was a very gay little boy. Um, like I was just like a little too excited to be in the Boy Scouts. And uh, it turns out so were the adults. We had a lot of fun times at camp. Put it in me, put it in me. <laughs> That's for the real ones here. <laughs> Uh, okay, I have the microphone, you don't. Um, yeah, and then, like, in elementary school, I'd always be, like, a little too excited whenever I had a male teacher. And the year that I had the gay male teacher, ooh. Yeah, sometimes the comedy writes itself. His name was Mr. Dickinson. The gay male teacher. He was bald like the head of a penis and one day after school we caught him dancing to Beyonce in his classroom <laughs> uh, and the best part about Mr. Dickinson though was he had like a clandestine gay love affair with the other gay teacher at the elementary school Mr. Cowles who would just like walk into his classroom leaving his own classroom unattended with like 30 children just doing whatever and he'd just be like do you have any gum? <laughs> yeah, I was a gay little boy. And then, like, in sex ed, I was just, like, a little too good at the penis questions. Because I was studying. I was like, teacher, we need more diagrams. I want essay questions. Oh, and this is also the part, the part that I left out here. Um, uh, I learned sex ed from Mr. Dickinson. Which would explain why I know nothing about the vagina. <laughs> I'm like, plan B? Like, tampons? Like, what is that? Like, female Legos? Like, what are you doing with all of that? But, uh, no, I got exactly one lesson on the vagina in sex ed. And the other gay kid in class threw up. And uh, if you fast forward to 2021, he is now doing coke off of two guys' dicks for Instagram Live in Miami Beach during a pandemic. So I think we called that one correctly. 
kid threw up and Mr. Dickinson was like, that is the correct response you have to the vagina. <laughs> yes, throw up at the thought of a vagina. Happy International Women's Month! Yay! Happy International Women's Month. A month I am only reminded exists thanks to the very vocal guilty straight men out there. Like the number of sets I've heard at Mutiny Radio alone this month from guilty straight comedians. Like, what are you hiding? Uh, let's see. Um, speaking of International Women's Month, Andrew Cuomo's kind of having a moment right now, huh? Yeah, but here's a question. Um, we're still allowed to want Chris Cuomo to destroy our insides, right? Like, are we still good on Chris Cuomo? Okay, well, um, Chris Cuomo, if you're listening, uh, I want you to wreck me. <laughs> and I want Den Don Lemon to be there, too. Yeah, yeah, Don Lemon. He's a good one. He's a good one. Like, I, I will do a three-way with the two of them easily. Uh, um, by the way, can you tell that I'm wearing two fitness trackers? <laughs> Look, it's not because I'm, like, sporty, okay? Like, the only balls I know how to handle are stuck between the legs of some confused college kid named Brian. <laughs> it's just, like, I'm a millennial, and so naturally I love a good participation trophy. <laughs> but this one is really neat. Like, I'll work out, and I'll be like, hmm, that's cute. You thought that was hard. <laughs> but then I'll just be stationary. It'll be like, based on your heart rate, I think you just did cocaine. I'm like, nope, just at Muni Radio singing Fighter for a crowd of people outside. Uh, these are all new jokes I wrote. Um, I've been trying to write more. In particular, I'm writing in the Castro because I'm trying to be like one of those like mysterious, sexy strangers with a notebook and a latte, you know, looking all seductive. Um, was doing a great job of that until I farted. And it was like a loud one too. It was like a like a noise canceling headphone kind of fart, you know. Like uh, it turns out lattes and like gay men don't really mix. Like the anal thing kind of gets weird. But no, it was like an airplane fart, right? Like uh, yeah, none of you miss traveling, by the way. Like this is what traveling is. The guy next to you is just gassing it up while he's watching The Big Bang Theory. You don't miss getting on a plane. But it wouldn't be a uh, afternoon at a coffee shop in the Castro if you didn't overhear two twinks comparing notes on how they came out to their parents on the first date. <laughs> yeah, I overheard this one couple, and one of them was like, well, it was just like Donald Trump won the election in 2016, and I was just like really disappointed. And so I wrote a Facebook status about how, like, as a member of the LGBTQIA plus community, I was just like really disappointed. And like, I don't know if my Facebook fans saw the Facebook status, but like, I think some of them saw Facebook. Bro, we can hear your voice. They know you're gay. <laughs> That's my time. I'm Peter Struckmeyer. Thank you. And then yay, yay. All right. We have one last comedian for you, and he is another killer. There's a, a money jar up here if you want to donate, which is amazing. And if you don't, that's cool, too. We'll survive. It's going to be fine. We're all going to survive. It's going to be amazing. 
Hurt my soul alive. I test weekly for COVID and I haven't had it yet. So yay. Yay. I don't know. I mean, is everyone else vaccinated? Good. Good for you. Yeah, I haven't done that yet because I'm allergic to everything. I'm allergic to penicillin and ampicillin. So things that heal normal people kill me. Ha <laughs> ha So I'm a little nervous. I just want to see like about the 0.001% of people that are allergic to everything. How did I? I've never had chlamydia. I've never had a real STD. The only one I said I've had is when I was married, sexually transmitted debt. No, I mean, I'm 46 and I've never actually had anything weird in my hoo-ha. I mean, I mean I've mean, i had weird things in my hoo-ha, but not like diseases or I'm very lucky. It's, you know, I became the whore of Sodom and Gomorrah when I moved to San Francisco here, but still. And none of them like to use condoms. It's fine. Your last comedian, he's amazing and I'm so glad that he's here. And you're going to laugh your tushies off right now. Clap your hands wildly for Damien Montes. Yay! There's the XLR up front. Yay! Keep clapping for Pam, guys. Keep clapping for Pam. We wouldn't be here without her. We love you, Pam. Thank you, Pam. Man, we're here. We're doing it. We're outside, guys. We're fucking here. Sorry. Got to respect Pam. I haven't been outside in two years, guys. If you guys don't know, for comedians, we were not allowed. Bars? Look at that guy. Mini motorcycle. Mini penis. Um, no, yeah, guys, for comedians, this is what we do. This is how we work. And we haven't been allowed to do that for two years. I haven't been outside in two years, guys. So I'm back tonight. And we're here. I haven't been out in two years, and I haven't been bunny for three years. So that's the craziest part about this, guys. Man, I haven't done anything during COVID. The only thing I did, I took a DNA test. Turns out, I'm 100% that bitch. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm just kidding, just kidding. I did take a DNA test. Turns out, I'm 38% homosexual. That was cool to find out. Definitely on my dad's side. My man up front right here, I might be 38%, but looking at your beautiful beard, I might turn to a 50 tonight, sir. That's a good night, guys. My name is Damien. Thank you, sir. Someone clapped for me last time. I'm like, you don't know how to be an audience member. That's very clear. Yeah, my name is Damien. Uh, I like my name. I feel like it fits me. With everything changing in the world, I feel like all ta it's okay to ask. Just have your name fit you. Is that not, that's okay, right? Take away the gender of like potato toys all you want. Just to have a name that fits you, right? The other night at the show, I was talking to this beautiful woman and I was like, uh, what's your name, gorgeous? And she was like, my name is Dale. I was like, your, your, your physique is a 10 and your name is a 2. What's going on here, Dale? Get it together! That'd be like my man's right here. If I asked you what your name was and you said Aaliyah, I'm calling you Al for short because you need your name to fit you! Do I sound upset? A little bit, yeah. I'm pretty passionate about this, guys. Because um, I used to date a woman with a dude name. And I didn't think that was a big deal until it became a big deal. Uh, what happened was we got intimate. Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't a problem, but the problem was I have thin walls and nosy neighbors. So thank you. Thank you, thank you. Hey guys, before I finish the joke, I really love Pam and I really support everything she's gonna do. So I'm gonna challenge you guys tonight. Um, I'm gonna leave on one good joke. and. It's probably the only good joke I'm going to tell tonight. But 
if I make you guys laugh at this final joke, please put something in this jar so we can continue doing this work for Pam, okay? Right on. We love you, Pam. Thank you so much, Pam. Anyways, yeah, I was dating this woman with a dude name, and uh, it, it, was, uh, it got intimate when we got intimate. Because I don't want to get too graphic on you guys, but uh, this is what my neighbor was hearing. At this point, I'm showing out for the neighbor, okay? I'm not even working for my, I'm like, yeah, you hear that? You hear that? I'm, I'm thinking like, hey, oh, he's thinking I'm tearing it up. But um, the girl told me, she was like, say my name. I was like, I don't know. Um, she's like, please, I'm so close, say my name. And I was like, uh, uh, Jordan! Uh, and, I, and I was so in the moment, I just kept saying it, Jordan, 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 Jordan. I'm thinking my neighbor thinks I'm tearing it up. But what he's really thinking is, oh my God, my neighbor is gay. <laughs> just 38%, really. And the craziest part about this, me and Jordan left my apartment and my neighbor left at the same time. Walk right by me, beeline to Jordan. And she, he was like, listen, sweetie, I don't want to break the news to you, but you and your guy are on the same team. He's having sex with this guy named Jordan, and she sounds, he sounds really ugly, honestly. Very manly man. And then he goes, by the way, because he was trying to get at her. He was like, by the way, what's your name, girl? She goes, um, my name is Dale. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Is there anybody here named Jordan? Ma'am, is your name Jordan? Good, because your parents loved you. Take that home with you tonight. Is there anybody here named Dale or know a woman named Dale? Tell her to call me back. I miss her so much. <laughs> I miss Dale so much, guys. Yeah. Wait, please, pictures after the show, please. That's a guy right there. That's a good guy. Oh, yeah, guys. Um, I'm young and I'm married. Woo! I can hear how scared you guys are. 100%. Because young, being young and being married don't go together, right? One time I asked the crowd, hey, who's married? Who's in love? And then Pam goes, you can't be both in the same sentence, guys. I'm like, that's true. That's true. But I am young and I am married. And uh, I can feel the tension when people get, when hear that. You know, they're like, hey, uh, Damien, are you uh, sure... She's the one. Are you sure that uh, you checked all your boxes? Have you thought about the divorce? I'm always just like, why are we whispering? <laughs> no, I'm not worried about a divorce, okay? I just told you guys, I'm young. Young people have nothing. <laughs> what is she gonna take? Half of nothing is still nothing, okay? Nothing. I'm not worried about a divorce at all, okay? But um, I got married for a, a huge reason. I got a huge reason, okay? And this is going to be that joke, okay? This is where I challenge you guys. If this joke lands, okay? If you, if you guys don't think it was funny, okay, fine. That's cool. It's totally fine. Your guys' soul will determine this. I had to get married because I couldn't do the single life. When you're single and you're young, you go to a lot of clubs, raves, Places with drugs and not a lot of smart women. You just meet a lot of dumb 
sluts. Really, that's where you. That's what you meet. You know. You know. Yay! <laughs> Not for this guy. But, but you know, I just uh, I was done. This one woman, she she killed it for me. She she was she just ruined it for me. She was trying to take me home after a night, and she was like super turnt, slosh, wasted, gone. And she was like, Damien, what drugs do you want me to be on? If we have sex tonight. 